All right, Francisque, thank you very much. Judy. Yeah, thank you, Francisque. And uh, yes, and, and Chris, it's you and me. We're bringing it home here. Day I one. saw that. It's been, it's been a long day for you guys. Yeah, and not, not so much for me, but I'll take the credit. <laughs> this is happy hour as far as I'm concerned. So let's have a little fun. And it sounds like that's what you uh, do. We just spoke with Jason and he shouted out to you for working with and around and being part of and in many ways bringing like the fun right the energy talk a little bit about grid life and um i see you went to art school you went to what kendall i had a friend who went there yep, yep. And, um so i, I already kind of get the vibe but combining that with the car culture yeah so uh yeah jason and shout out to jason and global time attack really good friends are kind of sister organizations and, and we work together on a lot of stuff um because we do we do do similar stuff so we're kind of the other large time attack organization as far as motorsports stuff so we are, are very cognizant of each other's schedules and try to lift each other up and and all that stuff so uh yeah i mean grid life uh, there's a lot to to talk about um in regards to like the amount of things that that we do um you know but essentially uh we're a motorsports sanctioning body in an event series uh like kind of wrapped into a lifestyle brand and we're, we're focused on kind of bringing the car curious closer to motorsports and the way that we do that um is through uh events and uh content and kind of bringing uh those individuals throughout car culture closer uh to uh different types of racing and to the racetrack so um we produce uh, i think next year we're gonna have 14 events in total um, and then two of them, which we're best known for, are going to be uh, what are music and motorsports festivals. So essentially, uh, those could be described as kind of a Carcella. So uh, it's a three day or four day event um, camping on site. Um, and it's basically built around 18 hours of programming every single day from on track stuff to uh, big headliner music performances at night. Um, we've got uh, esports and arcades that we set up and and essentially uh, kind of the, the vision for all of it is, yeah, you mentioned I went to art school. So my background is actually in um, advertising. I was a, a global creative director um, and then super into motorsports. So I've been doing kind of track day stuff since 2003 um, and then also really into music. So really into festival culture and um, kind of a kind of a deadhead fish head. Uh, been to a lot of you know big festivals, Coachella's and Bonnaroo's um, and things like that. And um, Grid life is really just kind of a, a mashing of all those things that I had a lot of passions for together. So um, and kind of the strategic nugget um, that brought it all together is I was doing a whole lot of road race stuff, right? Car guy. So I started, you know, kind of my my car uh, journey by like getting a CRX and, and getting stuff at the AutoZone or wherever, you know, and kind of like moving up from there and then kind of fell into, you know, grassroots motorsports and track days and, and road racing. Um, you know, and then kind of looking at uh, all my other friends and kind of segmentations amongst, you know, the enthusiast world. So my drift, my drifting friends are like drifting somewhere else, right? They don't come to my road race events, right? And then my, my friends are into car shows and, and kind of street scene, you know, they're, they're doing their Friday night cruises, but they never make it to the racetrack. So, um, you know, kind of the, the festivalization of it all and kind of, kind of building this uh, atmosphere fear that brings more people closer to motorsports was really uh the strategic goal of all of it but in the end it was all kind of just smashing a lot of my passions together and trying to trying to build the event that i wanted to attend and and ensuring that even if somebody came from outside of the culture right somebody who who wasn't uh you know a a, a car nerd on steroids to use jason's words um you know, wouldn't get bored, 
you know, so even, even me being a car guy, you know, I go to a car show and you give me about an hour and a half, two hours and I've walked the show and I'm, I'm kind of wrapped with it. So like grid life is, is built around like starting at 9am and then not realizing it's 9pm because there was so much, you know, so much energy. That is great. That is great. And gaming as well, right? Like you gaming as well. Yeah. So I mean, all these touchstones, which I, I like it. I, I have the, uh, all direction drive also <laughs> right yeah i think whatever think we, it is yeah there's a little bit of uh i think the, my inherent add um you know kind of kind of pushes us in a lot of different directions simultaneously uh i mean i think esports in general you know kind of uh, our mission statement um you know is motorsports inclusion right so that is our intention so everything points towards that north star that's a pretty broad statement but you know when it comes to like bringing people closer to motorsports um especially the younger demographics um, what's the easiest way to like experience road racing? Uh, it's through gaming, right? So we do, we do gaming on a whole bunch of different levels. Um, you know, the, our kind of top tier or most competitive tier, which has a ton of crossover with our actual competitors is in, is in the iRacing space. Um, so we do tournaments throughout the off season. Um, when the track is available within the platform, we have that set up in the arcade. So you can like race at road America and then virtually race while at road America at road America. So we do like that type of stuff for all the participants, but we also do stuff with Forza and, um, you know, some of the more, um, less, uh, simulation based, uh, racing games as well, because those are the, the, the lowest barriers of entry to get, to get closer to the community and, and, and get, you know, closer to motorsports. What have been some of the challenges that you've found uh, along the way, uh, lifting up something like this? And of course, it sounds fun and everything, but I know it's not that easy. Uh, no, I mean, there's there's always challenges, right? So, I mean, I think in grassroots motorsports, we are very much like a grassroots sanctioning body. So we have, you know, we have a full a full track day experience, full ladder system for, you know, HPDE. Uh, we've got a wheel to wheel series, which we're, we're running with with Jason over at Global Time Attack. And then we have a time attack series as well. Uh, we do drifting, you know, and, and all that stuff. And I think a lot of the grassroots motorsports, the industry itself is based off of volunteerism, right? So it's kind of a hard industry to like build a business around, um, you know? So I think that's one of the big challenges at first. We, we have the youngest, uh, I mean, I, I don't quote me on this, but I think, I think we are the youngest driver paddock in North America. So our drivers, um, the people who are competing with us and on the track are 24 to 38. Um, that's our demo. So I think that that's pretty unique in, in that space. So in order to keep that accessibility, we have to keep our, our costs low, right? So as we like kind of scale things and, and, and add all these like features and layers, um, that ambition balance is like one of the biggest challenges, right? So I think um, pulling it off the ground, um, I mean, it's been uh, grid life uh, as grid life has existed for eight years. So like it, some of the like real struggles of the first couple of years where I like refinanced my house a, a week before my, the road Atlanta event to like get the gates to open, you know, all that stuff has happened. Um, we're we're kind of beyond struggles like that. And now it's a matter of like kind of um, controlling the ambition and, and really keeping the vibe and the energy uh, true. Um, if that makes sense, um, you know, and, and figuring out the, the right way to scale. Right. So there's like, there's some, something precious about scarcity, you know, and it's not a party if it happens every night, you know, so like, what's, what's the right way to get this experience out to as many people as possible. Right. Is it, is it about regionalization? Is it two festivals? Is it four? Is it one, you know, like, so it's, it's kind of that, that type of juggle, which, 
is all I kind of wrapped into, um, you know, the, uh, everything, everything has like a, an expense against it. Right. So like, uh, unbridled creativity, um, is capped by a dollar sign, you know, uh, a lot of the time. So I think, I think that's like kind of the, the, the big, the big struggle and, and kind of controlling, uh, controlling burnout in the, in amongst that too, amongst, uh, the team and myself and, and all that stuff. So it's like, yeah, right. It's fun. It is a ton of fun. Uh, and it's, and it's really exciting to build it, but it's also super challenging in a lot of different ways. For those of you out there watching on uh, epartrade.com, if you've got a question for Chris, and I know you do, you can use the chat section. Uh, he's got the best job in the world, clearly. <laughs> Taking car people and putting them together and making sure they have fun for 18 hours at a time. Uh, I, I absolutely love that. What about, uh, I'll ask you the same question I asked Jason in terms of like expanding your reach through either television or social media or broadcast to bring people who can't be at these events and make them feel like they're part of it. Yeah. So, I mean, we put a ton of energy into that. So just like Jason, we do a live stream um, against our events. So we're last year, we committed, we took the big leap and committed to streaming all eight of our events, all eight of our competition rounds. So, and, and we do a, like a full, a full production live stream. So I would, I would, I mean, it's, it's almost, it's almost IMSA level in regards to the, the type of coverage that we do. Right. So um, we've got nine cameras, two drones um, and, you know, bringing that to certain tracks uh, is a challenging, it's a challenge based off of like the scale of the tracks, but like, that's, that's a big, a big thing for us um, is going to be continuing that push. Right. So, so particularly with our, with our touring car series and our wheel to wheel racing and, and time attack, it's uh, you know, being able to present that and get eyeballs on our competitors helps build an ecosystem, um, you know, that helps those competitors um, build programs that enable them to participate in our events. And, you know, and then if, if partners come in and help us produce that live stream, it helps us with exposure. And like when all that stuff kind of fires together and works, you know, that's kind of the, the um, you know, all the gears turning kind of builds that like self-feeding thing that allows stuff like this to be sustainable. So, you know, I mean, I think um, in regards to like where people can find us, um, you know, everything is on our website, which is grid.life. So there's a ton of content. Um, I would encourage anyone who's like kind of interested in the different types of motorsports that we do uh, to check out uh, some of our past live streams. I mean, some of our, um, you know, the GLTC series, which is um, kind of a, a it's a single class uh, road racing series. Um, and some of the, some of that racing is, is it's just great racing. Like the races are really good, uh, you know, and, and really competitive and really exciting to watch. So we've got all that stuff broken down race by race recap, um, you know, throughout uh, our YouTube. Um, and yeah. And we, and, and we, you know, me being kind of from an advertising background um, you know, the majority of people on my team um are not necessarily from a racing background. They're from a, a, a content creation and, a, and an advertising background, you know? So like they're, they're thinking about, and the things we talk about every day is how to like get more people in, like, how do we expose more people? Um, you know, how do we get more people excited about participating, not just in our series, but in, in the ecosystem as a whole, all of grassroots motorsports. So whether, you know, they're, they're doing an SCCA event or they either get a go to global time attack or, you know, any of the other, you know, sanctioning bodies and, and become a part of the, the, Raceway has the motorsports community, century, but what um, you know, we consider that a win. So like eventually, 
they, they might make it to us, but we're really trying to like, like genuinely build an oven so that we can make more pies, you know? Well, and we need that. Uh, automotive needs that. It's, it's so challenging just to get involved. Like every kid gets a basketball thrown into their crib when they're sure, right. old. Cars are uh, just a different culture. Brett's out there. Brett's got a question. If you've got a question, put it in the chat section. Uh, what has been this? We talked about this a little bit, but I'm sure you can expand. What has been your greatest failure slash struggle? And how did you use that to fuel grid life to the next level? So maybe a challenge that didn't go the way you wanted um man i mean i think i think we're always like kind of failing in small ways i can't think of anything like we're pretty for as ambitious as we are we're, we're really strategic and really calculated in the risks that we take you know so i think that um you know there's been certain tracks that like didn't work out the way that we wanted to or things didn't, didn't quite scale the way that we wanted to i i suppose um you know and and maybe some musical artists that we booked that didn't you know, go over the way that we wanted them to, but like for the, for the most part, like we're, we're, we're failing all the time, right. In small ways and kind of like looking at it and, and, and constantly kind of, kind of pushing stuff forward, you know? So, um, I mean, I don't know if I can pinpoint everything as like a, a, a biggest failure or even things that like we weren't able to kind of bounce back from. I mean, I think the thing that, the thing that we do is we, we, we kind of run through an experience model with everything that we do. So we think about like all the different touch points um, before we like implement an idea. Um, so that usually keeps us pretty, pretty shielded from, I guess what you would call failure, um, you know, but there's, there's a ton of like little stuff that we try that like, um, you know, potentially doesn't work, but it's usually at, at, at pretty small scales, almost to the point where it's like not necessarily noticeable, if that makes sense. Do you have a flagship event, like one event that is uh, larger or more important or more significant than the other? Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I think for traditionally the Midwest Festival has been our flagship event. Um, you know, that, um, that's, uh, I mean, the Colorado Festival is, is rising pretty quickly, but, but either one of the festival events are kind of our, our flagship. So that's the, that's the all ideas in, um, you know, every creative execution that we can do uh 24 hours a day on on full tilt um you know are those events and essentially we have like kind of three different types of events we do you know typical kind of club race weekends um you know which which they're scaled they're they're you know a lot of competitors and a decent amount of spectators but they're they're essentially club race weekends and then um you know then we do just kind of basic track days but then the festivals is when everything comes together so that's when we bring all of the you know the sim the sim machines and bring vintage arcade things in and set up a big tent and do an arcade and uh you know we've got time attack and drifting and the gltc program and and potentially like some other special stuff that we'll do on track you know with colorado we've got off-road and trophy trucks and we've got rally um and like kind of all those different pieces that are happening simultaneously um, so I'd say either one of the festivals is kind of it's kind of a flagship um, that that showcases all the things that we do. Um, excellent, excellent. Before we run out of time, we got a couple of minutes left. I want to make sure you give everybody uh, the touch points to reach out to you so they can get your schedule for 2022 and come check out an event, but also your YouTube channel and your social media access points because that's how they're going to keep up with you. And honestly, I want to know how you how you're bringing in new people. Like how how are people finding you? Is it through all of those things that I just mentioned? Yeah, I mean, I think that's um, that's one of the, the the major ways that people people can find us. And and those 
uh, you know, those places is everything's linked from uh, grid.life. So it's www.grid.life. And that's kind of the hub for all the stuff that we do. And then across our socials, we're Grid Life Official. So that's Facebook, uh, Instagram uh, are both Grid Life Official. Um, we're Grid Life Fest on uh, Twitter because Grid Life Official is too long um, <laughs> to, be a, to be a handle. And then we're Grid Life Official on TikTok as well. Um, so we kind of have, uh, yeah, I mean, we use all those different channels and we use them differently, right? So there's different audiences and, and kind of different intentions across all the social channels. So like you're not, sometimes you're going to see repeated content, especially if you have like something, um, you know, big uh, that goes out. But you know, like we treat Facebook differently than we treat Instagram differently than we treat TikTok uh, because the audiences are different. Um, so that's definitely like one way that we we try to bring people in by like a lot of the stuff we do is coverage of the things that we're producing. Um, you know, we, we do do some kind of bespoke, you know, episodic style content and things like that. But, um, you know, a lot of that is, um, you know, coverage of the events that we do. Um, and, you know, the other way that we bring people in is, you know, by providing a really great experience and then kind of bringing the right people um, into our community. So I think in the end, right, like we produce a bunch of motorsports stuff and we do festivals and we do esports, but really the product is a community. Like that's what that's what we're building. Right. So we're building a place for multiple different multiple people from different parts of the of the, the enthusiast world. Uh, to come and feel comfortable, right? So a lot of um, a lot of the success of kind of the scale of things is is been doing that for a lot of different influencers, right? So we we kind of we kind of think about the Grid Life festivals in particular as like the place where the internet can come alive, come alive, and you can kind of touch the things that you've been following. So we have so many like uh, kind of big uh, YouTubers and 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 social media. Uh, folks within you know kind of the the automotive ecosystem and they, they they come and this is the place where they where they let loose um you know so they they hang out with their friends and and uh we we definitely like have this kind of philosophy of like no us and them so we we try to make everything kind of this venn diagram where like all the stuff overlaps so like we put the drift guys next to the time attack guys right next to the gltc guys and then we put them all on the same racetrack so drifting isn't necessarily happening in a parking lot, you know, on the other side of the, of the venue, we do it on the circuit so that the road race guy can be like, Hey, did you see how that drifter, like, you know, went sideways and initiated at turn one and they know where they break for turn one. So it's like all about building context between, you know, these different people. So I think, I think we've been really lucky to uh, have a lot of friends, um, you know, with influence that have become a part of our community. So a lot of that helps, you know, so like, um, you know, some of the people who, you know, Chris Forsberg is a good friend. Ryan Turk is a good friend. Vaughn Gittin Jr. is a good friend. Dai Yoshihara, a lot of people from the Formula Drift community. And, um, you know, even even uh, Jim and, and, and Ryan who are on FD are, have become good friends. Um, you know, and then, you know, uh, people like TJ Hunt, um, you know, he's come out with his cars and and some things like that. And then they drive. Right. So they, they come out because they want to participate and they want to be a part of it. And we, um, you know, we just kind of integrate everybody into it, you know, and, and, and I think that 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 does well, you know, it's so it's not um, it's just kind of the place you want to be, you know, and kind of trying to maintain that, if that makes sense. 
it does. Well, when grid life comes to town, it's a happening. You want to go, you kind of know that you're going to be welcomed in. Now you mentioned the music component. I'd love to know, um, you know, like if, if, you know, name some bands, right? Like somebody that is, is grid life worthy and the style and genres that you might hear when you go. Yeah. To- I mean, we've, we've been kind of all, all over the place in regards to genres, but you know, we, we typically, um, you know, our electronic um, and ED, uh, you know, EDM and hip hop uh, has kind of dominated our lineups uh, traditionally. Um, but I think one of the things that we do is we we have like a full festival production. So it's not just a DJ, you know, on a smaller stage like we, we do like a full proper festival stage. Um, so, you know, some artists in the past have been like Waka Flocka, um, you know, Killer Mike from Run the Jewels uh, last year. Um, for, for the younger demo, we had the Suicide Boys. So they're they're massive amongst like 23-year-olds. I mean, massive, massive. So like the, the, the week after we had them, they debuted with the number one album in the world uh, for a moment uh, streaming, um, you know, and uh, yeah, we've had like Andrew WK on the rock side of things and uh, Black Pistol Fire uh, is, another, is another group. And um, we had Ludacris one year in Atlanta because that makes sense for Atlanta. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, so um, and yeah, I mean, I think we we try to program, you know, the music side of things, you know, just kind of based off of uh, it's got to be it's got to be able to match the energy of the racetrack um, in general, you know, and um, I mean, even at this point, I'm kind of booking artists that are uh, younger than my own preference, you know, so like when, when Grid Life first started, it was like, these are the bands I want to see. Um, you know, and there's still some of that, but, um, you know, the exercise now in, in doing talent buying and figuring out what artists work is, is kind of looking at, like, I, I do a lot of like scouring automotive TikTok and seeing what songs are being used amongst, uh, you know, people who are putting TikTok videos up and, and, and trying to find some common threads there and like figuring out who those artists are and then actually booking that artist, you know? So, um, you know, so it is, it is, it is its own thing. (laughs) <laughs> you know, figuring out like kind of who to book and, and what's going to work and what's not, you know, um, and I, I don't think we've ever had any, uh, any, any real misses there, um, you know, but it's, it's a little bit challenging, because we're not, we're not like a multi-stage festival, right, like Bonnaroo's got a big festival like that has 14 stages in total, yeah. we have, we have yeah. one, <laughs> you know, so right. like, so we, the, the stuff that we, the as artists of we now. book, yeah, as of now, as of now, as you of know, now, but, yeah. But the artists we book, we really gotta, we really gotta kind of consider everybody, right? Because tastes are wide amongst the automotive community, just like preferences towards your flavor of automotive enthusiasm, right? Drifting, road racing, or 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 time attack, or you know, like. So I think we have some liberties to be like flexible and and kind of build build programming from a music side that's a little more playlist ish, but it's got to be high energy. It's got to be able to be something that kind of matches the the vibe of it all. You know, well, I dig it. I dig it. So if someone wanted to build a car to be a part of this, what's their easiest road to entry? And that, that's um, like easiest road of entry to participate with you guys without, you know, breaking the bank, bring whatever car that you own and come and drive. So like, it's really, it's really that easy. So like we have, we have so many layers of, um, you know, uh, kind of entry, um, you know, like our, one of our fastest, like we do time attack, just like uh, global does. Um, our focus on time attack is a little bit different because we, we focus on it as a, like a participatory sport. So we, we think about it in volume. So we put a lot of energy kind of into the middle groups. 
um, a little bit less on the on the upper end, right? We still celebrate the unlimited car, but um, we have a few classes that exist that are specifically about maximum fun per dollar. So from a time attack perspective, we have a group called Sunday Cup. Um, and uh, that's based off of the, it's, it's a time attack class based off of the rough power to weight ratio of a stock Honda Fit. Um, so that's a slow car. Um, yeah. That's a slow car that uses no consumables. It barely <laughs> uses brakes. Um, and it also makes you a better driver. So you, you can come in with um, basically like any daily driver that's got the right, um, you know, that's, that's, that passes tech and has, you know, everything as, as safe as it needs to be to get on the track and you can get on the track. So, I mean, we've had, we've had drivers that, uh, you know, fly down and, and, and bring the rental car and you can absolutely do that. So it's not, it's not all that, but we, you know, we keep it as accessible and, um, you know, as inexpensive as you want it to be. I mean, and that's, that's one of our big goals, you know, with the way that we price um, our entries and with the rules that we make around our competitions is that you don't have to credit card race to follow your dreams, you know? So oh, very important, very it. important. Chris, this has been amazing learning a little bit more about what you've got going festival atmosphere music gaming drifting racing like all of these different touchstones all at the same uh location i i can see why you've been successful thank you so much for sharing it and i hope that people who are watching uh whether they be on the participant level sure get involved but i hope you can you can get some uh partnerships going and grow this thing even more it's obvious that you've got the passion to make it happen yeah no i it, it we've had a, we've had a lot of really good partners that have kind of come into the mix over the last uh, couple of years. So it's, it's, you know, really appreciate uh, kind of the industry um, getting behind us. I mean, we, we have a lot of fanfare um, and it, it feels great. And I really appreciate, you know, you guys giving us this platform as well. Excellent. And I see Judy and Francisque are back uh, as we uh, wind to a close here on the first. Yes. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, station. welcome. Great session, Chris, and what a great way to bring new people into the sport, you know, and that's what it's all about. And Absolutely. The concept for ePartrade is basically, in my opinion, there's a big hole in the internet. So the internet started many years ago, but there's never been an online business community for racers on the World Wide Web. The need for ePart trade is actually quite obvious. Basically, people in the business of auto racing need a place online to hang out and get their problems solved. It's extremely simple for a buyer or for a supplier to interact on the platform. The first thing you need to do is sign in, which is free. And the second thing is when you see a product that you're interested in, all you need to do is click on request more information if it's a company, you click on request more information and then from there, it is forwarded directly to the buyer or to the supplier. You can go to epartrade.com, you become part of a community of businesses in racing and it makes uh, sourcing products much easier than just on the internet or using Google. At epartrade, there is no e-commerce. It's literally a connection just like at a trade show. So now, any time of the year, a buyer could reach out to a supplier through an email. More than that, it's a place to go just to keep current every day. 
So it's a good place to start your workday in your racing business or in your offices of your professional race team. And you know you're current when it comes to new technology, industry news, technical papers, technical videos, all of that and more. We're not looking for a million hits per day. All we want is people who are really the volume buyers of racing products in the racing industry to be part of the little world of EPAR trade. We have racing businesses participating from around the world. So you get suppliers from around the world, you get buyers from around the world. EPAR trade really eliminates having to travel, closing down your shop. Now you have a place to showcase globally your racing product and technology. There are two types of people, racers and everyone else. Racer Magazine is for those who believe that racing is a way of life. Racer embodies the excellence that defines a sport driven by passion, courage, and ingenuity. Get one year of both Racer's print and digital edition for only $39 with instant access to our entire digital issue archive. Subscribe now at info.racer.com.